All right, welcome back to the Sports Zone. Game four, Red Sox Yankees uh, could be the finale of this series if the Red Sox knock off the Yanks. And we bring on right now Sean McAdam of the Boston Sports Journal. And uh, Sean, it's great talking to you again. How you doing? I'm well, Pete. Thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate you coming on. As far as uh, the Red Sox go tonight, uh, one thing that does stand out, and, and maybe it shouldn't anymore because we know so many managers, they don't believe in the hot hand, but last night, Brock Holt hits the first ever cycle in the postseason, and yet not in the starting lineup tonight, and I, I imagine Alex Cora felt it wasn't that difficult a decision. Yeah, uh, we uh, we spoke to him uh, just prior to his uh uh, availability in the press conference room, and uh, we asked that you know somebody jokingly said, "So a cycle's not enough to get you into the lineup two nights in a row." And Cora kind of chuckled and said, "Tough league, tough league." <laughs> um, but it really is all about the matchups, and with Sabathia on the mound and how he has done uh, against left-handed hitters, they want to stack that lineup with as many right-handed hitters as they can roll out there. And an Ian Kinsler, even though he is not uh, had a terrific last couple of months offensively. He certainly is a veteran infielder who's played in a lot of postseason games with Detroit and Texas and, uh, you know, is, is accustomed to these settings. And uh, as Cora pointed out, if the uh, Yankees go to a lot of their middle release guys in the sixth or seventh inning, there could well be a right-hander that presents a pinch-hitting opportunity for Holt, too. Yeah, I got to think, I think tonight's game is going to be chaos. Game four of these division series where, you know, one team is, uh, has its season on the line and you're deeper into the rotations where it's the guys that you don't you know, depend with, depend on and, and throw early on in a, in a series. These are the games that you're getting like three innings out of your starter and then it's going to be mix and match in the bullpen and changes to the lineup. Is that the way you see this game playing out? Yeah, it, it, it is all hands on deck. Um, certainly, the the Yankees are playing uh, with the greatest sense of urgency because they can't afford to lose, and the Red Sox don't want to lose and go back and give the Yankees a second crack at them, even if it will be at home, and even if it does mean Chris Sale is your starting pitcher, they have to feel pretty good about both the locale and the uh, the matchups for that one. But you know, whenever you've got a team. Whenever you've got your foot on a team's throat, you don't want to let them up. And uh, the Red Sox are, are certainly in that camp here where they would like to finish it tonight. And, um, you know, toward that end, we asked about sales availability out of the bullpen for tonight. And is it possible that you could get an inning or even a hitter or two out of that? And uh, Cora laughed and he said that sale had been campaigning for exactly that uh, throughout the day. So he's made himself available and told him, told his manager that he would be happy to help out in relief. Uh, I got the distinct sense that that would be kind of a, um, you know, a last, uh, a last option for the Red Sox. They don't want to use him, particularly given the shoulder issues he's yeah. had over the last couple of months. But, you know, if it's a matter of, uh, you know, you've got Gardner or another lefty coming up and the tying run on base in the eighth inning, do you, do you call him in for, you know, a half dozen pitches to try to get you out of a jam. He said he put that at a, uh, I think he termed it minimal, but he wouldn't rule out at 100%, which kind of gets back to your point where, you know, you do on either side, you do what you have to do tonight to get out of here with a win. Yeah, you can see some different things in this game. And, and I would expect that CeCe Sabathia won't be in this game long, even if he does pitch well. But the Red Sox are a little more interesting because, as we've all talked about plenty, there isn't a natural bridge to Craig Kimbrell 
what what would you say the expectations are for Rick Porcello tonight? Well, he's been a guy. Uh, it depends on whether you want to look at uh, his history in the postseason or his history against the Yankees. Uh, the latter is very good. The former is not very good. So, you know, what trend do you go with? Do you go with opponent or setting? Uh, because he's been very effective against the Yankees. In fact, um, he threw what may have been the best start the Red Sox got out of the starter this year back in the first few days of August with a complete game one hitter. You remember that, Pete, it was just uh, a Miguel Andujar home run in the third or fourth inning was the only run and only hit off of Porcello that night. I think he threw 90 pitches or so in a complete game. And uh, with the Red Sox, he's got something like a career ERA of about 2-5 against the Yankees over the last four years. So he's pitched very well, but he has not, uh, as is the case with a couple of other Red Sox starters, some of them high-profile, he does not have a postseason win as a starter, uh, so um, we'll have to see which way that goes. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think the Red Sox, by virtue of being up to one, can perhaps be a little more patient with their uh, pitching in terms of letting a guy stay for another hitter or two. They don't have quite the sense of desperation that the Yankees do, or if they don't win, it's over. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's, there's not going to be a long leash for anybody. You will not see, uh, I, I think, what happens with uh, uh, with the Yankees last night, where it looked like certainly Boone took too long to go get Severino, uh, I, I, I don't think either manager is going to make that mistake this evening. No. Uh, Sean McAdam, Boston Sports Journal, uh, with myself, Pete McCarthy, here in the sports zone right now. And, you know, certainly uh, the pitching is interesting, how, how uh, this will all play out tonight in this Game 4. And you kind of alluded to David Price at one point there, I think that would be like the moment. If Price came out of the pen, it would be like when they brought Pedro back out game seven of 2004 and it wakes up the stadium. I mean, Price was cheered during the introductions yesterday. Uh, how much might you know, the Red Sox want to avoid that kind of situation tonight? Yeah, I, I think if you see Price, it's more likely to be earlier in the game. You know, let's say Porcello's pitch count gets run up or he gives up a few runs in the third or fourth inning and they need someone to bridge towards some of their higher leverage excuse me relievers then maybe you get an inning and a third out of price and relief and as bad as he's been as a starter in these settings he actually pitched very well in relief last year for boston they didn't beat houston certainly they lost in four games but price was unquestionably their best pitcher last year You remember he had the forearm issue and didn't have time to ramp back up as a starter for October. So they had him as kind of an Andrew Miller type guy pitching multiple innings as the bridge from the starter to the late inning bullpen options. And he pitched six and two thirds scoreless innings over two games against a very good Houston lineup. So maybe the pressure of not the guy who starts uh, is part of this. And if you bring him in, uh, you know, in the fourth inning or so, uh, he doesn't feel that uh, that weight of the moment and can just be himself. But I don't see him coming in in you know in the eighth inning with a one run lead to protect either. Sure, it would light up that stadium though, right? Yeah, I think it would. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 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 reception he got last night was a little bit like Mariano Rivera got at Fenway on opening day of two thousand and five. And, uh, you know, I think the difference is that Mariano obviously had a far greater um, 
you know, history and resume to fall back on, and he could kind of laugh it off and, you know, tip his cap to the crowd and smile and acknowledge, hey, you got the best of me last October, but, you know, he had had his share, certainly, of great moments in October, and Price doesn't have those to fall back on. If this series goes back to Fenway for a Game 5, will there be any uh, Sinatra, New York, New York playing? Uh, was anybody in the Red Sox really bothered by Aaron Judge playing that on the boom box? No, not that anybody I talked to. Uh, I think it was one of those things that, you know, uh, in the in 2018, if there's video of something, it goes viral. Mm. Uh, I think even if it had just been... Uh, if there had been no video, but people saw it happen and you tweet it out or it's on social media, that's one thing. But the fact that there was actual, there were actually pictures or video of it made it seem like a bigger deal. Uh, I, I, you know, Judge is a guy that I think most opponents like. He is a very likable guy. Nobody thought that that was rubbing their noses in it or it just seemed like, you know, good, clean fun, and I don't think the Red Sox paid much attention to it. It doesn't seem like there's much bad blood between these two teams at the moment. No, it's certainly nothing to compare to what we saw in 2003 and four. but those were very different circumstances. Uh, You know, the Red Sox were sort of tired of being pushed around and being the team that always lost to the Yankees when it counted. I think winning, uh, you know, institutionally, winning three World Series since 2004, has gotten rid of a little bit of that chip on the shoulder they had. But I think a bigger factor, Pete, is that, you know, the game has changed to a degree where um, you don't have those veteran high-profile guys who are part of, uh, you know, three or four postseason meetings between the teams yet. Now, maybe in another three or four years, uh, if Mookie Betts stays with the Red Sox and, you know, you have that nucleus of, that's Bogarts and Ben Attendee. Then a little hate builds up over all the meetings, and the, the Red Sox end up feeling the same about Judge and Gregorius and Andujar and Torres and whoever constitutes the Yankee core. You know, you had all those guys like Ortiz and Veritek and Ramirez and Jeter and Pettit and Posada and there had been, I think, um, some animosity that, that built up over the years, and it boiled over when the teams met in October. Um, I, I don't because they have not played one another in the postseason in 14 years until this year. They haven't had the opportunity to uh, to, to do that. So, um, it, you know, I, I think it's going to take a little time and a little familiarity with the cast to build up that sort of animosity. Well, let's let's breed some hate tonight between these two teams. It's more fun when it goes that way, and hopefully it's more than just guys hating on Angel Hernandez <laughs> behind the plate tonight. Uh, but Sean McAdam, Boston Sports Journal, thanks for the time, Sean. My pleasure, Pete.